The Movie Hour, episode 45, July 30th, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello everyone, welcome to John Woo's Gung Fu Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney and I'm here today with my brother James and my good friend Jeff as usual. Welcome back to the show, fellas. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey guys. What's what's up? <laughs> uh, we have a lot in store Kung for you. Fu. Quite a bit. God, leave my gung fu. John Woo's gung fu. Gun fu. Jim, where'd you get the gun fu term again? Is that um, Somebody somewhere described his movies as gun fu. So that's <laughs> the internet. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> People shooting. It's called plagiarism. I stole it. I wish I was that I original. I like it. It is good. Um, not as good as what. <laughs> shut up. Not as good as our uh, our lineup coming up next month. We've been sort of keeping this hidden in the bag. Uh, we had a special series set up for you, and that series, like our music in May series that we did uh, for all you longtime listeners, we are doing Aliens in August, which actually fits really well. A because it's sort of an alliteration. Secondly, because uh, we are going to be very busy coming up in August, and we pre-record a lot of shows and. We will have them centered around our alien friends, and some uh, violent ones, too. Pretty much everything from friendly to violent, and all the aliens from your local store to your uh, far reaches of space. We also might uh, answer the insightful questions, what makes a good alien friend, and uh, which alien is the right match? Yeah, benevolence. <laughs> and which alien is the right match for you? So, that is all coming up in August. There will be m- much, much more added on to that, since uh, Jeff uh, failed again at all his uh, research. But... What are you talking Do about? Do not worry. <laughs> You'll never know. You'll never know. Uh, we do have also a sweet show lined up for you today. We actually uh, just got back this weekend. We uh, barely survived a canoe trip this week. We went up sort of a pre-celebration for my sister uh, Lisa and her fiancé Andy are having their wedding this weekend, and everyone's in town, and we all do the canoe trip floating down a river, possibly drinking alcohol. If that's the thing for you, um, I would uh, highly recommend it. It is so choice. And uh, we, what's very special about this canoe trip is the night before is uh, something they've coined the Drunken Olympics, which I'm sure some people locally, some of your friends have inv- invented their own. But this Drunken Olympics, there had to be, like, what was the number? Possibly 200 people show up for this weekend. Oh, it was craziness, were, yeah. Yeah. They have their own setup where they have, uh, like, a DJ booth MC area with a speaker speaker set up in the middle of the woods. They have, like, 35 acres at this place. And it was the first time I've gone to it. They've I think they're on, like, year 19 or something, and it's a blast. And these Drunken Olympics are no different. You end up getting four teams. I think we had 12 people to a team. You get uh, you always get face paint. We were Team Green. Team Green won. Team Green. It was intense. Yeah, Team Green for all the, all the listeners out there that Did are part of it. Did you ever get the uh, face paint off? Yeah, yeah, seriously, Greg was wearing face paint for the next four straight days. It was hilarious. He tried, he tried rubbing sand on his face in a river to get it off, uh, yeah. which which worked but, if his goal was to make me fall over laughing. But if his goal was to get the face paint off, it did not work at all. Yeah, I wasn't told that if you uh, leave the face paint on for like two hours, it just attaches itself to your to your face, to your skin. The next day on the on the canoe trip, I was in the riverbed scraping sand, screaming "Jesus did this" over and over again, and uh, 
mainly uh, to the Upright Citizens Brigade followers there. You'll get that one. But it's it was a good time, great time, and we barely survived it. And I'm happy to be back here, uh, here to discuss our favorite quirky movies and making fun of Jeff as much as possible. And we have hey, some live whoa. listeners here uh, as well, and we are we are prepared. We are set. I think that is all I want to discuss before we get into our uh, our movie reviews. D- you so, didn't want to bring up that I've, uh, I've I've only been to the canoe trip twice, and I have won the Drunken Olympics both times. That yeah, I, am, I guess that I am Theseus. <laughs> Theseus, the Greek master. Yeah, you are you are a spectacular athlete. Um, I know. In case anyone's interested. Oh, never mind. I was going to go into the events, but that's just way too deep. If it's it's like, it's like uh, summer camp games, except for with drinking. It's really cool. Yeah. I must yeah. admit my favorite great... part is probably the fact that they have what used to be the local, um, how should I say this? Oh, the Pine Knob sign? Concert, yeah, the Pine Knob sign. That isn't going to be specific, but I guess I can be. But yeah, they have the old Pine Knob sign lit up in its full glory. Just in the middle of their, their lot. It's there, enormous. That thing's hilarious. probably like 12 feet tall and like 18 feet wide. It's huge and lit up. It is very cool. It's a fun trip. Everybody should show up next year. Before we get into uh, movie reviews, I did actually have one other thing. Uh, coming up this weekend, avid listener Lisa, my sister, will be getting married, and I wanted to say congratulations to him and uh, him, <laughs> her and Andy. Before uh, before it's over, it's going to be a busy week. We got to actually power through this episode because I have a lot to do. Um, but I congratulations, guys! You're the coolest, and they, thank you for listening. Yay! Huzzah! Clap, clap, clap! <laughs> so, to our movie reviews, Jim, knock it out. All right. Um, in typical Jim fashion, I watched a great movie, uh, 2007's release of Beowulf. It's the nice. uh, it's the spruced up version of the old English epic poem that you learned in like junior high, and uh, it's, they basically did it in all CGI. Um, if you guys don't know the story, it's uh, it's pretty much a Swedish town is attacked by this monster uh, that they call Grendel, and the hero Beowulf comes from afar to come kill the monster, and he ends up hanging out in the town and you know kind of living there that kind of stuff. Um, it was it was all right. Um, the CGI itself kind of went from very good to watching like a video game trailer you know how like if you're watching you know maybe <laughs> you know for all you diablo 2 fans out there you know whoa, you'll whoa, see that whoa, little what? movie first well some of it kind of stretched on that you know end of the spectrum but some of them you know went to the let's say Gollum from lord of the rings good as far as the cgi quality so it kind of varied back and forth so that was a little bit annoying but uh Overall, it was, I mean, it was just a fun, silly movie. Um, there's some decent uh, voice talents in there. Um, Ray Winstone himself uh, plays uh, Beowulf. Um, you might know him from, like, The Departed. He was Mr. French, I believe his name was, kind of one of the lackeys. Yeah. Um, but other people, like Anthony Hopkins plays the king. Robert, or sorry, Robin Wright Penn voices the queen. Malkovich is one of the advisors. Uh, Crispin Glover, which I found this pretty interesting, played uh, Grendel the monster, and I thought he did a pretty good job voicing it, which is kind of a strange uh, role for him. And then uh, Angelina Jolie plays uh, Grendel's mom. But uh, so I thought the only I thought the only reason this movie came out was to, like to be on IMAX. Like, was it actually good watching it at home? Um, it was alright. I mean, it's it's pretty much exactly what I expected. So it's just. Silly fun, a lot of violence and cool monster story type of thing. So, and I know that um, uh, they took some 
you know, as Hollywood always does, they, they took some artistic license as far as the story. They kind of changed it around a little bit just to give them the story they wanted. But uh, overall, it was pretty good. Um, the extras, I watched the DVD extras, actually, and some of them were pretty neat. They show um, everyone acting with, like, you know, those suits on with the little electrodes on it so they can, you know, mimic their motions on, you know, the CGI end of things. So you see the actors running around, seeing... Uh, Anthony Hopkins in this, like, wetsuit with little white dots all over the place. is kind of funny. and uh, But one of the interesting things that they showed in the extras was they had this CGI of a dragon flying across the woods towards a castle. And, they've, you know, they've, it's in 3D, so they can approach it from any angle. So what they did is they gave the director, like, a camera, but it's just a fake camera. And all it is is telling the computer what point of view to, like, view the scene. So they've got Robert Zemeckis, who is the director, holding this fake camera and just moving it. And as he's moving it, the camera view on the computer is taking a different angle at the, the dragon. I thought that was kind of a neat little trick that they can do. So there's some neat stuff in the extras, and that, that was entertaining as well. But overall, just kind of a fun, goof-off type of movie. Nothing real heavy or neat or anything like that. So wait, let me... Um, I'm confused from your, your technical thing. So Okay. Robert Zemeckis has a camera surrounded in like a green room. Yeah, so, so basically, okay, all right. That's you're talking about the, the the fake camera thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, they rendered the scene of the dragon flying um, from the woods to this castle, but they don't know right. what point of view the director wants to use for showing this, you know, scene. So basically, they set it all up in 3D, and then they bring Zemeckis in, and he holds the camera at certain angles in real life to mimic what it might look like. So if he points up, they're looking at the dragon from underneath a camera view. If he's like, starts to like pull around to the side, the camera moves to the side and looks at the dragon from the side as it's flying. So it kind of let him kind of shoot the 3d animation the way he wanted it to, you know, as far as angles. So it's kind of a neat little thing there. That's cool. That sounds like some uh, hefty extras. Yeah, can we use the cool. um, the spoiler alert at the beginning of this? And can you actually just tell me something about the movie? Uh, does he die at the sure. end, or does he live? Because uh, in the book or the uh, epic poem, he, he he definitely dies at the end. The uh, the dragon kills. Yeah, him. they let him die at the end. Yeah, that, they let him die. Okay, I was, just, I was curious. The part the part that was different was the whole relationship with Beowulf and the Grendel's mom, and there, there's like a little different relationship there. I've, and then I have a hard time remembering the original story, but basically, basically the king had done something to bring Grendel to the town, and then Beowulf makes the same mistake. And I don't think that's re- represented in, in that big poem, if I remember correctly. Another thing to point out, I, I just love the idea, the, the poem itself is supposedly unknown author, and I just right. love the idea that we... we, we Study this. I don't want to say worship, but yeah, yeah, like this this thing's made it and survived. Uh, There's the actually test of a time theory that nobody uh, that it was two authors. Um, as a matter yeah. of fact, that like one did like the first half and the other one kind of picked up because like, the prose really gets a lot worse in the second half of the uh, the book. But that's that's just. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> this is the English hour. This is the movie. Just hour, like so. just like evolution. <laughs> just like evolution. Right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you recommend it to all those searching for action and yeah, just something somebody the... just wants something to watch for entertainment for a couple hours. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's just some mindless fun. Awesome. Good job. I go. saw a movie as well. Go for it. 
<laughs> was it a good movie? It was pretty good. I saw a movie called Visioneers, um, it, starring Zach Galifianakis. Um, not fantastic. The the premise of the movie is it's sort of like a uh, like like the modern world, I guess. Uh, but everybody works in in the like the, for this Jeffers company, and um, and everybody's miserable sitting behind a desk, and it's it's sort of got like uh, echoes of maybe even like Brave New World or something like that. But kind of the comedy comes in, and it's all very dry comedy when people like people are exploding, um, they'll just blow up, and like it, people talk about it very normally, like oh, uh, you know, did you hear Mike exploded? Like oh my God, Mike, he didn't seem like the type, like like and. Uh, you know, he, he said he was tired. That's one of the symptoms, you know. And like, uh, and so Zach Galifianakis is this guy who starts to exhibit some of the, uh, some of the sort of things that make you explode. Some of the symptoms of people that have exploded in the past. And sort of like he starts examining his life and what he's doing. And and uh, his wife is played by Judy Greer, who was uh, who was Kitty in the Arrested Development series. Uh, if, if you remember her, nice. she, she's actually very yeah. good in it as well. It's, it's it's a pretty cool movie. You can watch it uh, for free on our favorite um, Netflix. Or you can stream it to you straight straight to your computer or television if you have a Blu-ray player with that capability. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend. Ching, ching. <laughs> take that ten dollars right now. Uh, I would highly recommend this movie to anybody who has an hour and a half to kill. It's it's a, it's a so, pretty cool movie. Galifianakis' character is, like, getting his ducks in a, li- in a line? Is that he's all it is? Like, like I'm going to die, I'm on my deathbed, I better start getting... Yeah, my, not, not exactly. He's sort of just starting to question, like, what am I doing behind this desk all day? And, like, with this yeah. wife that, like, watches just TV all day, and um, and it, part of it is Galifianakis is, uh, is a is a direct descendant of George Washington and, uh, like, trying to, like, get this whole revolutionary spirit going and crossing the Delaware. And it's, it, it's a... Uh, I think it misses the mark more often than it hits, but it, it aims pretty high and uh, and it makes it almost there. So uh, if that makes any sense, um, gotcha. It kind of it, it's got a pretty lofty goal for a movie to really like really the, the point that they're trying to make is a pretty pretty high, uh, pretty high minded point, and it almost makes it there. So it's it's pretty good. Uh, cool. So cool. besides What's the, odd? so besides the the possibility of exploding, is it still like a a normal reality. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's relatively thing. normal. Um, it, like the the big thing is the company that he works for, this uh, Jeffers, uh, is uh, is like way more. It, it's become enormous. Like the uh, Jeffers basically tells the uh, the American president what to do and stuff like that. Is is part of like, and it's kind gotcha. of like in a, in a very dry, ironic sense. And it's, it's uh, not like futuristic or anything. As far as no, no, no. There, it's not like it's it, like nothing about it is futuristic, really. Um, it's it's just it's very it's like dystopic kind of dystopian. Loving it. Very cool. Another another uh, recommendation. Yeah, you know, I, I actually try and find movies that people recently. might want to watch. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have I get a the leftovers this week. <laughs> I, I keep cut, like I watch movies all the time. It's just there's, I don't watch movies that are always worth reviewing, and I try to keep them to movies that I've seen just just this week for the first time. And although I did watch Broken Arrow, um, I also let's see, let's see, what else did I watch? I don't really remember anything. I must have been more passed out than usual. Um, too much drinking, too much drunken Olympics this weekend. I got to keep my head straight. Um, but. You have enough time for Broken yeah. Arrow, but not for a real yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, Publix, what are you talking about? Where, Christian that's Slater. That's in his heart. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> so, also, one thing I also forgot to mention in the very beginning, uh, 
you might have noticed there was a uh, a special voice doing our intro today, and that's because we have a lot of uh, a lot of my families in town. Uh, my uh, lovely niece was able to do a voiceover for us. She enjoyed she more mainly enjoyed seeing her voice uh, on the screen and played back to her like, oh my god, that's me. But uh, because of all these uh, family gatherings or reunion stuff, we I've been focused on movies that are all about just getting back together. Any reunion kind of thing. These have been things we've sort of been discussing while everyone's been in town, and we actually been watching a lot of movies that our family just enjoys. And although that's that's a different story. Uh, that's more of like Christmas vacation story and Goonies, but. I've been also been watching. By the way, I watched Cat in the Hat for the first time, and I'm not reviewing that either. That movie was shit. <laughs> the Mike Myers oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally terrible. forgot about that. <laughs> I blocked that out of my head. Anyways, so movies movies about uh, the good feeling of being back together with old time friends. And uh, I guess instead of uh, me leading this one off, James, I'm going to hand the torch over to you. What a what's a movie that you has the plot or like the setting of just the family getting back together, friends, long time friends seeing each other for uh, the first time in a while. Any anything along the you know lines. you had to throw it to Jim first because he's going to talk about my favorite one. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I, I did, I did, I did. All right, well, I'll try and sidestep your favorite one. I'll go to a different Ooh, one. Nice. But uh, I mean, first off, when I you know the producer said we were going to do this topic, I started thinking about it and I come to the determination that there's a lot of these type of movies are ones that I really like. It's got a good feel to it, so I'm kind of happy we're doing this today. Um, it is a I'm happy gonna go, feel. I'm going to go a little off the, the beaten path here and uh, discuss uh, Dan in real life. I don't know if any of you Damn you! Okay, well, that's, 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 that's a good one, too. Okay, very good. Uh, I thought that was going to be my no, ace no, in the hole. I was hole. trying to help you out. No, 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 that's fine. You, you definitely didn't pick the one that I, that I thought you were going to, but that was my ace this in the hole that nobody was going to think of. <laughs> this has been reviewed here too, right? Didn't you review this for the movie hour? Yeah, I think um, I did. One no, of the but first I think we talked did. about it. I think. Oh, okay. But right. uh, anyway, Dan in Real Life is about uh, Steve Carell. Um, his family's kind of gathering at a cottage, and he comes home with them and uh, ends up meeting a girl in the nearby town. But it turns out to be his brother's girlfriend, and but he falls for her, and hijinks ensue and stuff. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, Steve Carell plays a much more subdued character than he usually plays, you know, the the retarded uh, boss or you know, like the bumbling spy that type of stuff. So it was it was refreshing to see him in something a little bit more serious. But uh, in fact, that that's, might be where we discussed him when we were talking about comedians that uh, um, kind of do a more dramatic role. But yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Wouldn't you agree, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It was uh, like you said, it was kind of a heartwarming movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, there was some, Steve Carell, I thought, did an excellent job in it, as you said. Um, some really, really nice moments in that movie. Are you guys going to mention that Dane Cook is in it? And Dane Cook it was in it. Costs? Um, Does he keep his, uh, sh- shit in line? Does he uh, get out of control? He's not very loud in it, uh, for the most part. Yeah, he's, so. he's much more reserved than he usually is, too. I but, can't yeah, stand that bastard. He's got some Dane Cook, uh, overtones in it. So let's talk about Jeff's favorite movie ever that you <laughs> I, Jim was going to talk about. I think I think Jim was actually I think Jim might actually like this movie better than I do, but I really wanted to talk about it, and Jim Jim can chime in and, and fix it. The movie, uh, of course, is Beautiful Girls, um, where a guy comes back to his. Uh, it, it's Maine, right? He goes back to his hometown in Maine. Um, you know, I don't remember which town it was actually. 
pretty sure it's his hometown is in Maine, and he's coming back from New York City, and he, he lives in a or his uh his folks live in a, like a tiny little town. He's back for Christmas, and he's kind of just trying to figure out you know his life in in terms of whether it's what he wants to be doing or not. He's kind of he's trying to be a professional musician, and it's sort of like he might be getting a little too old for it, and he's trying to sort of put things back together and and uh, and try and get his head together. And it seems like like this trip home is really just kind of screwing him up. But uh, you get all these fantastic, vivid characters and this really great small town feel. And um, and just all these little tiny dramas that kind of uh, come together to make this this huge great ensemble cast really work together. And I'm a, I'm very fond of the movie. Jim actually in- introduced me to it, so I'll let him uh, let him say his piece now that I stole it from him. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely uh, one of, one of my favorites. Um, and I've talked about this before, but Natalie Portman just turns in a great performance. Unreal. The, the the kid next door who kind of has a crush on him and kind of comes to the realization that you know she's not going to be able to you know be with the main character Tim, played by Timothy Hutton and there's just this heart wrenching scene where she's kind of coming to that realization as he's talking to her from a window and she's like fighting off tears and still trying to you know maintain composure in front of him that's really good um, and there's like he. Jeff said there's a ton of people in this, and they all do really good. I think uh, Noah Emmerich does a really good job as the one of the best friends. He's kind of the family man now. He's kind of, I don't know, another actor that kind of gets overlooked, I think. He does a, a really good yeah, job. That was, yeah, he was but, great. He's the uh, the big guy, right, that was in, um, yep, yep. That was in the Truman Show? Um, yes. Yep, yeah. Correct. Yeah. He he was phenomenal in it. He has one of my one of my favorite lines in that movie. The uh, when he runs up to the uh, the guy's house and he grabs him and he says, "You're fucking with my friend. You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. You're fucking with you." I think that's a great <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up with you assholes picking movies that have one terrible? You have Rosie O'Donnell's in this movie. I, I've seen this. Movie. She I was pretty She's quiet like in friend, it for the most right? part. Although she does have the titular uh, line. God damn. This is true. Oh, yeah, she does. And the the character you're mentioning, Timothy Hutton's character, the guy that like comes back into town trying to figure out what he's doing with his life, and I just want to mention this is more of an ensemble movie than he, like Jeff might have let on. Like you're looking at a couple different guys' lives and their girlfriends and what they're dealing like what they're dealing with, everyone coming together and all their issues and. It's not just like a one man. Yeah, thing, right. You know, no, that's anything. true. But Timothy Hutton, if you had to pick out a protagonist, is definitely the protagonist. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I, w- yeah, I would agree. He's the conflict. Yeah, he's, he's the, a lot the movie starts when he shows up, and the movie ends when he leaves. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try like... to pick a movie. I'm gonna try to pick a movie without any assholes in it, and we'll we'll see if it works out. Um, the one I wanted to discuss was Indian Summer, which I know Jim's seen. I don't yes. know about Jeff. Uh, it's a movie, and I love this idea. It's a movie. Uh, about campers that grown up, just like summer campers that have grown up, they got a, I don't know if they got a letter, but it was pretty much like a reunion of their old camp. People are like in their 30s or like probably maybe late 20s, but probably 30s. Yeah. Coming back to camp from one year, their reunion, because the camp's going to close. So they went back to see it. Everybody gets back together. They talk about all the old camp scores, who to crush on who. And I just love the idea of old people in camp. Like I, I, we had actually discussed. I think it was a, a story in NPR, and we discussed it a little, a little bit about just how cool it'd be just have adult camp. Like it's just pretty much camp as it was before. Everyone just being idiots, but probably more sexual, <laughs> sexual uh, activity as usual than usual. But uh, again, uh, I just love the idea, and the actors and actresses in it do a pretty good job. Alan Arkin, who uh, 
finally gets recognized. Uh, what was that? Two years ago for Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, that uh, and we also have Bill Paxton, sort of a fan yeah. favorite. Little Kevin Miss Pollack Sunshine does kind of fit into this, and we've talked about it enough on this show that we probably don't need to hit it again. But it does kind of fit into this category, like the whole fa- the whole family like piles into a van and does something. Yeah, I would agree. Forced yeah. to deal with each other's issues. And I think that's what I really like about the whole, the you know, reunion or family gathering type movies. Or there is that big ensemble cast, so you have several characters that you may be able to identify with, or at least maybe able to root for. And I think that helps out a lot. And you know, it's it gives you a lot more flavors, I guess, in you know, one movie as opposed to you know, okay, here's your hero, go. Yeah, you get, you get a couple other people to relate to. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Not, not to mention, you have the joke of Bill Paxton talk about how he uh, taped his penis to his leg, and then he got yeah. a boner and ripped it off. And I yeah. said that was impossible, and then we argued about it. It was yeah. very interesting. I've, I've never seen that movie, that. but now I'm going to. Yeah. Hey, Sam <laughs> Raimi's in that movie. Is yeah, he really? yeah I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a good movie, and I'd, I'd recommend everyone, anyone uh, catching it, especially if you want that uh, family reunion feel, for sure. I um I, I think, I'm, uh, I'm not sure uh, if if it exactly fits in this. It's not necessarily family. Uh, I guess it's more like the beautiful girls vibe. Um, but the the movie The Big Chill, uh, immediate disqualification. Which I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, Jim, have you seen The Big Chill? Actually, I have not. Oh wow! Okay, so I get to talk about The Big Chill We're, all by myself. Yeah. You can lie. No one will know. <laughs> the The Big Chill, starring Pamela Anderson. Uh, no, it's. Um, <laughs> No, it's a pretty cool movie. I, everybody in it I recognize, or all, like a lot of people in it I recognize, but I couldn't. I, I don't remember any names right now. Um, but pretty cool Isn't movie. Goldblum, it's, um, Goldblum, he might have been. He, uh, that that would make sense. I saw it a little while ago. I only remember a few of the characters vividly, but um, the uh, the premise is that like a friend. Uh, like a bunch of high school friends get back together because to go to uh, a, a friend's funeral who had just taken his own life, and um, that's where uh, in high fidelity the immediate disqualification uh, due to its relationship with Big Chill. It's because at the funeral they play uh, "You Can't Always Get What You Want," and yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, same nice. idea. It's just like a bunch that. of kind of like half broken people um, getting together and sort of like figuring out their lives again and gives you that, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these, a lot of the movies that we like anyway, sort of follow the same, uh, the same formula where it's a bunch of people with like a problem in their life or their life is a problem in some way or another kind of coming together and, uh, and sort of resolving or getting together as a group and resolving those issues. And I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Going back to your roots and figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. I think another one that, uh, Kind of hints to this, and it's it's definitely much more of a Christmas movie. But uh, Christmas Vacation, I think, falls in this category a little bit, just for the fact of lots of relatives moving into the house, just complete chaos is going on, and it kind of reminds me of what's going on with you know the parents' house right now with you know, <laughs> our family wedding come up. So like in laws here, and you know great yeah. uncles, and okay, you got to move out of your room, and so and so, and I know we all love that movie, and then you know maybe it's not because of the family reunion vibe, but I think. I think it's a, a good movie overall. You know what, yeah, for, by the way, for those who of, don't know, the, good movie. the Malonies have an enormous, enormous family. Uh, Greg is the youngest of the eight children in just that immediate family, which is not to say nothing of all the cousins, 
Um, a lot of a lot of the uh, older siblings have kids and you know significant others and everything. It, I was over at their house uh, actually earlier today. It is just a zoo in there right now. I mean, <laughs> it is just absolute yeah. chaos. It's like the My it's like yeah, like the Home Alone situation. God damn it! You just gave it away. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Say, you know, Christmas Vacation reminds me of another great movie, Home Alone. And then I was gonna just go on about how Home Alone's the best movie. Macaulay Culkin deserves like five uh, Oscars. Well, you can still do it. He probably deserves a Grammy too, but that's cool. No, I don't care. That's fine. Uh, Christmas Vacation. You're absolutely right. I love watching that movie. That's actually one I uh, I should own. I don't own it though. That's sad. Uh, that's a very sad thing. And uh, it's probably the only thing I'll remember Chevy Chase doing other than. Caddyshack, so, um, yeah, props for that. Uh, I do want to turn to a, a sort of a darker, darker. Wait, can you can you uh, back up? Note. What did you just say about Chevy Chase? I said Chevy Chase uh, and the Christmas Vacation probably being one of the last movies I remember him doing that and uh, uh, Caddyshack. Um, well, it was, it was probably the last, yeah. Okay, but Fletch was amazing. Whatever. Well, don't whatever so, me. Moving on. Yeah, I'm moving on. I want to talk about more terrible movies. You're lucky you're the host. Yeah. <laughs> this was the you're Jeff Henderson right. um, movie hour. We'd be talking about Fletch for the rest of the hour, just despite you. Uh, <laughs> a terrible uh, a terrible twist. Uh, the Celebration uh, is a movie I'd like to discuss, and I think uh, Jim has seen this movie again. I don't know about Jeff. Uh, it's a Danish, Danish uh, movie discussing pretty much uh, about the story of a family getting back together for their father's 60th birthday and more of like a mystery well not really a mystery but they get back together and there's a uh one of the sons it's sort of a sad gathering because it's also happens to be on the anniversary of um his twin sister's suicide so they get back together, and there's sort of like a shadow on the whole party, and they get like them and their friends together, and they have this hotel that they own, and right. uh, there's on top of that, so you have another sister, a brother, the mom, the dad, and the staff that are all actually part of the family because they just grew up serving these people pretty much because they lived at the hotel. And it's also, which we've discussed here at the show, a, a Dogma 95 movie, which is the pretty much like a use the term uh, avant-garde kind of filmmaking that will uses no outside lighting, does all shot, uh, shooting on, on scene, no outside music. No tripod uh, for the camera. No, yeah, no tripods. And it's a very, like, it's an intense movie. And you got it. Like, if you want to try to expand your palette a little bit, this would be one out attempt watching. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's, like you got to deal with the the subtitles. I know uh, our live listener can't can't deal with it because he can't read. But uh, anyone else that can read English, I'd recommend uh, checking it out. And it's uh, it doesn't have any big names in it, at least that I know of. Maybe there's some uh, some yeah, easy foreign is. foreign geniuses. But it it was cool. And got our live listener class. just banged on the keyboard because that's the best he can do. <laughs> Illiterate. He just rolls his face on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we actually had to or had to. We actually watched this as part of our infamous list me and uh, my two friends and uh it was definitely different and you kind of got that feel immediately because i mean the whole thing like you said is kind of a celebration of you know for the father but like a lot of the um children didn't even want to like honor him because they had such a weird upbringing with him so like right off the bat it was off kilter and you knew you were getting into something different so definitely a different experience for me 
Yeah, it's actually there's two brothers and sister in the parents. Uh, one other thing I want to mention that something really cool they did in this is for the opening credits for like the title credits. They had water, so, so it was like a Dogma 95, so it was a very, like, they had, a, they had to think pretty hard on how they are going to do it. They put uh, text on parchment in water and had a music box that had a light on it that was playing music of just, like, you know, your sort of music kitty, kitty things spooling around. It was sort of creepy at the same time. And the light was, br- like, you know, what is it, refraction breaking on the water, and you could see the titling through the bottom of the, bottom of the bowl. Very cool. I might steal that for something someday. That's very awesome. That is pretty Anyways. cool. Yeah, that, that's so, what's so interesting about those uh, Dogma 95 movies. It's, that, that's the right year, right? 95? Yeah, yep. Yeah, is, is that, like, the way that they get around, like, like they don't make those rules because they like them. They make them because they're fun to get around, it seems like, and the way that they get around the uh, the rules that they've made for themselves about no outside light, no outside sound, like, all, all that stuff. It's uh, It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Any other? Uh, are there any other reunion movies that might be a little on the darker side that you guys could think of? A movie called Winter no, Passing comes to mind. Um, Winter Passing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's starring Ed Harris, Zooey Deschanel, and uh, everyone's favorite Will Ferrell in his probably most subdued role ever. Um, <laughs> what? It's, it's Ed Harris is my boy, and I haven't seen. Yeah, this I was movie. just gonna say. Yeah, Ed Harris is your boy. He's this. pretty good in it. Um, the idea is that. Um, Zoe Deschanel is sort of the main character. She um, she she's living in New York and, and goes home. Her father's like a famous writer whose mother has I, I can't remember uh, either either killed herself or just died. It's it's been a while, but uh, and it's been a few years. But she's going back to try and like get his memoirs to to get them published because he's like a really um, like like well known in the literary community writer and. Um, and he's got so her father's like gone crazy like he he's just not like that he's just not there anymore really like he 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 talks and stuff but like he'll just go outside and like shoot golf balls at like other buildings and like he's got a room in the house nice. where like it's it's really weird and like he'll just like start weeping and screaming and breaking things and he's got these two lodgers living with him that like help take care of him one is this this uh woman who was an old student of his i think uh Who's brilliant? There's a really, there's really great tension between uh, Miss Deschanel and and she. Um, like, hey, what are you trying to get out of my father? Like, nothing, you know. And then the other one is Will Ferrell, who's like, not all there, but like a really, really sweet guy, and plays the guitar. And it's 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 a it's an okay movie. I was actually a little disappointed in it. it seemed like exactly the type of thing that was up my alley. Um, Ed Harris is phenomenal in it, though. So uh, on the darker it. side, yeah. Um, it, Kind of a so I should see movie. it because Ed Harris is my boy. Yeah, you should see it, and well. he's great in it. He really is. Yeah. Uh, are you actually? Are you going to see, or are you or James interested? Are you guys going to go catch Five Hundred Days of Summer? Another Zoe Deschanel, since you keep talk, bringing her up. Are you actually going to catch that? Probably not. I'm definitely intrigued in it. To tell you the truth, I might go see Limited it. the release. It's going to be tough to find. AMC, AMC I did the last one, so I'm ready. That's true. I That's haunted true. it down. Any uh, any last uh, reunion esque uh, movies you'd like to bring up, James? Um, one, it didn't really focus on the reunion itself, but it definitely had the, the family coming home and it gave us one of our, you know, the most beloved characters in movie history and that would be 16 Candles. <laughs> they were having a wedding mm. and the family was moving into their house as well and lo and behold, the world was introduced to Long Duck Dong. Yeah, I was about to say, who's the, who's the memorable <laughs> the one here? But, the uh, Donger. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
a John Hughes movie. I'm um, assuming most of our listeners have you know seen this movie, but yeah, it's basically uh, one of John Hughes' first roles. Characters. Yeah, it's it's uh, her 16th birthday, but she's being overshadowed by the fact that her older sister is getting married, and she kind of gets forgotten. And it's it's a funny comedy, so if you haven't seen it, definitely see that one. And the dog yeah, is Anthony. great in it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall does a pretty good job in that, too. I know this is the very, very distant past, but uh, if you haven't seen 16 Candles, I don't. I really don't know where you've been for the past 5,000 years. It is that time again to bring up our lovely Parker Posey's play-along, which is uh, our feature here at the, the Movie Hour, where we bring up a question to our other... Other co-hosts, they answer it live, and we bring it to the forums at gungapit.com and also to Facebook. You can uh, search for the Movie Hour, and you'll find us there. We uh, had quite a, quite a few responses, James, to your uh, last question. Um, yeah, I got a few, and some of them answered uh, a few answers to you know, kind of bolster it up. I actually pretty much agreed with every <laughs> answer on there, so it was, it was kind of refreshing. I think my favorite, though, was uh, uh, KPW's uh, Alan Rickman. It seems like every time it he's was, in a movie, a he steals Rickman the scene. Fan. Yeah, I, I do like my Rickman, and he, and that was a really good call on her part. The one I actually wanted to bring up, Alan Rickman's good. Uh, I want to bring up a Jeff's description was terrible. He, he doesn't he doesn't do a very good job. I don't know where you guys get that guy. Uh, but I was gonna bring up Josh was Giovanna Rabisi. Damn not, it! I wanted to not bring because that up. I think not because. He's. I, I think he's deserving of it, but I, I thought everybody thought Giovanni Ribisi is just a throwaway actor. Really? And I, I liked him. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I like him, but I think people just think he's, he's shit. And I'm happy someone else at least thinks he deserves some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, accolades. I, I like him quite what? a bit. He, um, you know, uh, Boiler Room was a, was a cool movie. I thought he was phenomenal in Saving Private Ryan. He, um, even yeah. though it's not that big of a deal, um, I guess to do it, or maybe it is. He did uh, the narration for the movie The Virgin Suicides, and I thought really did a great job with that. And, and the narration being Good a very narration. important part of that movie, I thought he did a fantastic job with that. And uh, yeah, I really liked apparently, him. Apparently, uh, apparently, uh, Sophia likes him because uh, he was in Lost in Translation too. Yep. I, I want to say that they're uh, that he's related to the Coppola family somehow. I could be wrong about Isn't that. Isn't everybody? I, yeah, seriously. Isn't everyone? I want to give honorable mention to uh, Scott P's answer to Angela Bassett just because uh, it's Angela Bassett, baby. And, That's right. You know, um, yeah, th- that was a good one because it was so like uh, like out there. And the only person that picked a really good one was our loyal uh, listener Dean with Joan Cusack because it's uh, like. Like I picked, I picked somebody that everybody already knows that I think deserves more credit. But like Joan Cusack is somebody that that really doesn't get a lot of action, and she really is yeah. pretty great in the stuff that she's. She's kind of like in her own. She's kind of like in her own category too, because she has to deal with her brother Shadow. Besides, right, right, exactly. Touche. Awesome. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. So excellent answers. I I appreciate. We appreciate all you listeners. You guys are the best. You're the coolest, and hopefully. You will dominate this answer, this question as well. It's a good one. This is sort of a little touchy feely dealing with uh, ice cream, dealing with our uh, current topic. Current topic. So here's the question from Greg Maloney. Here it comes. The final pitch. Name an actor who you wish was your sibling, and why? Whoa. Now. <laughs> this is, now there's a, you can like I say there's a lot, a lot. I like the questions that you can go with quite a different quite a different, adopted uh, sibling or just sibling. Um, 
sibling. Like this, you grew up with this person. Okay. Either be a like you're just your barely your younger brother, older brother, sister, whatever. Okay. So. I ended up going with a pretty simple answer after thinking about it for a while, and I'm going with Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> and here's why: because he beat the hell out of anybody. <laughs> because he's the biggest dude you've ever seen, and if you ever got in trouble, Michael Clark Duncan would be there for you. And not to mention, like if he stood Duncan on his Clark, shoulders. Isn't it? I don't think so. No, maybe. Well, I think it's Michael Maloney Clark now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's Michael Clark Maloney. Yeah. Anyways, he's awesome. He, he, I don't, I don't mind him as an actor, but I just love the idea that if I ever got in trouble, he could kick anyone's ass that was trying to trying to deal with me. And whoever you guys pick, he can beat up whoever you guys decide to, to pick. Okay, and fine. Also one, Sylvester Stallone. One other extra. One extra thing, uh, he was also born in Chicago when I was born in Chicago, so maybe like that could totally work out, you know, in, in real life. So, uh, yeah. So, what do you guys got? Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, I've got. I'm going to go Jeremy Piven actually, because I just think it would be hilarious to have interesting a, an older brother like him. He'd just be wild and crazy and just entertain me to no end. Just have endless stories about things he's done and stuff. And no matter what outrageous stuff he did, since, you know, we're blood, I'd have to love him anyway. So, you know, the more <laughs> raucous, the better. Wait, so you're not, a, you're not, a, you're just a saying he's going to have tons of cool stories because all the movies he's been in and all the actors and stuff? Well, I just think he's that type of person that, you know, weird shit's going to happen and he's going to have great stories about him. Yeah, it's, by the way, it is Michael Clark Duncan. I was correct. Good job, good job, Greg. Well, it's, it's I know too my bad this name. wasn't a quiz, because if it was, you might have won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's your answer? I'm trying to think very specifically, and I, I guess I'll just go with, uh, with, with sort of a generic. Um, we'll go uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, I want her to be a little bit older than Interesting. me. Because when, when you have a hot older sister... Everybody thinks you're really cool, and all the like, and people like, like, uh, yeah, like, like everybody, everybody thinks you're awesome. Um, or they, like, they have to hang out with you to be nice to your sister, and uh, that and Jeff is a fan <laughs> of incest. Yeah. Hey, whoa, so, now, wait, whoa. wait, whoa, 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 not on the show. We we decided not to bring that up on the show. No, sorry, Come sorry. On. Seriously, Bleep cut that out. Edit, edit. Uh, so. The, since they want to get good with your sister, they've got to be cool with you. That's the that's the reasoning. Yeah, our live listener brings up a great point that she does make out with. <laughs> yeah. She did make out with her real life brother. I was so not thinking about really that, but that is true. So. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not. The secret it. answer comes out. Everything's uh, becoming out. more clear. Uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll stick with that. Live, list, live <laughs> listener also has his own answer. He brought up Norm Macdonald, which is a, it's a good answer. He uh, mainly because when Norm Macdonald tells his fantastic stories, uh, he'd like to be part of them, and he'd like to be. <laughs> Most uh, of those stories are totally made up, though. So that's fine. You can still make them, make stories up about him. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's that's, a good he's point. a good storyteller. Maybe he should start just doing storytelling. That, that's his job. That, that's all he does. That, all that actually is what he does. Yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, very good answers. And again, uh, the question, if you could, uh, n- name an actor who was your sibling, who would it be and why? And this will be, this is a blood sibling, so it can't, you can't be like, oh, I would have a adopted sister and then like Jeff make out with her and stuff like that. <laughs> you can't, you can't, that's not the idea. So, 
Uh, again, you can see it, find it at gungapit.com uh, on the forums, and you can also answer it on Facebook. Uh, awesome. Uh, before we take off for uh, today, again, congratulations, Lisa and Andy. You guys are the coolest. You guys will be so cute together. Nice job, guys. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope yeah. nothing well, but happiness for the both of you. Way to take care of it. Um, and also, uh, next uh, month, Aliens in August, be prepared. There's a lot out there, and there's aliens. And uh, we're, we're going to discuss it. Yeah, we're excited. So, yeah, James, Jeff, thank you for the input. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Thanks. Drive safe. Again, congratulations, Lisa and Andy. Happy wedding. Oh, uh, and by the way, next time I come back here, I'm going to be a year older. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy to birthday to Greg. That's you. right. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Uh, and, yeah, uh, thanks for live listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, take care, everyone. Right here, the John Woo's Gung Fu Movie Hour. Gung Fu. Okay, talk a little bit. I can see clearly now the is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Apparently talk means sing. <laughs> Alright. Something bright. The movie hour forty. The the movie hour episode forty five. That was good. That was a good one.